Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. Welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener, your host, Ken Lane, here every week talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona. And my gardens have finally, there's a little bit of, there's a patches of snow around, but pretty much they're thawing out, which is kind of nice. I've been out there pruning, kind of getting my grasses are all cut back now. My perennial plant flowers, they've all been cut back, sheared back. I've shaped some of my natives. I kind of kind of get this wild rangy look, kind of giving them a haircut. Uh, the buds are looking really good. Things are, are wanting to go. So it was finally thought enough I could get in. I, I cut back many of my iris. So they were starting to elongate. And, and they just look beat up. And winter kind of makes an iris look. They're laying over. They're just cold. So I just trim them back so that new growth that comes up from the that rhizome or the root doesn't have competition with all this ratty looking under underlayment. It also there's some bugs that hang out underneath that litter underneath the aphids can get onto iris. Well, if I can prune that stuff back, clean it up, open it up, and let it get exposed to some cold, so I get rid of that those old leaves down below, and I, I scrape it off and kind of clean it up. It gets rid of that debris, but then also it exposes where the insects were hanging out. Now they have to fend for themselves. They don't have that blanket over them of leaf litter or foliage. Uh, now they, it kills them off. So it gets rid of some of my aphid problems early on. So that's that's a beauty of pruning back. I, I've got to prune back. I've got a couple of really big pampas grass. That's so much work. But I'll get to it. It's just I've got a couple more things I got to get done, but pretty much I'm ready to go. I'll now start to spray everything in the yard with a horticultural oil. When I'm all done, sometime by the end of this month, the next two, three weeks, I'll break out the hose in sprayer and I will just hose down the yard with this very fine grade organic oil. And so it's the least expensive or least offensive type of bug killer, but there are bugs out there in the yard. They have been wintering over, hibernating underneath all that, the debris out in the, out in the yard, in the cracks of the trees, at the base of your plants. I've seen some box elder bugs. They've already started to come out. That was last week. So you're starting to see activity happening. So I don't want those. I want to start out clean. And so I prune things up and then I hose down the whole yard with horticultural oil. It's, it's, it's concentrated. I put it in my handheld spreader, sprayer and I just hose down everything. And I focus at the, at the base of the plant. That's where all the, the colonies of thrip and aphids and beetles and things are there. That's where they hang out. When they finally come up and they, when it gets warm enough, they just crawl up the tree and they, you go, where'd the aphids come from? They've been there all winter. So I focus at the base and I kind of work my way up and spray the whole foliage. I really focus on things that really had problems last year. I had bugs. I had mildew. I had issues last year. So I focus on those roses, uh, um, lilacs. I want them to bloom a little longer. Well, if thrip get in there and eat the flowers, then they only bloom for a few days. They should bloom for two, three weeks. So I'll just focus in on those things and, and get them to bloom 
longer, better, stronger. So at least I'm starting out the season clean. Uh, you can have bugs fly in on you, and that and we will. But at least they aren't going to come back from my yard back onto my plants that came from last year. So I just started out. Horticultural oil is the least expensive, easiest easiest thing to use. It doesn't smell bad. It's just a good way to go. It's good good general garden practice. And that's what I'm doing. I'll start planting. A second my so the roses came in this week. So bear, not bare root roses. Stay away from bare root roses if you would please for the love of gardening. Don't torture yourself that way. This is bare root is you're seeing them show up at, at uh, box stores basically. That's so they've they've ripped this root the the rose out of the ground. There's no soil on it, no roots. They they put some sawdust in there and they put it in a plastic bag, and they're very inexpensive. So, but your loss rate's going to be 50-50. I mean, your success, you maybe half of them will live. Oh, well, they're guaranteed. Yeah, well, have you tried to dig a hole in the ground these days? It's, it's not about, the, will the plant be replaced by the retailer who's, who sold it to you? It's, why did they sell you such a nasty plant anyway and make you work that hard for something you have to take back and redo again? You want to do it, you want to dig your hole and have a plant that you know is going to thrive and, and so we take our bare root roses, we put them in a, in a fiber pot, it's a, a peat pot, put some soil in it, and then we root them out from last year, then we root, root them out for a year, then we bring that in, and that's the first set of roses that you see show up. So they've got full-on roots with them. You plant them in the gardens, in that peat pot, whole, just the whole thing, just right there in the ground. And so it's pretty easy to, to put them in, but this time of year you get the more exotic the new uh, varieties, the hard to get, the ones that are being talked about. So the Rosarians, they're the ones going, oh my gosh, I just want to know. I want to be the first. Where are they? It's like uh, tech folks when the, when the new iPhone comes out. They're waiting in line. Well, that's, that's a Rosarian for you sometimes. They're going in there going, just tell me when they're here. And they come in and, and grab, the, they get first dibs. Uh, but they're chunky. They're, they're nice, nicely budded and they're fully rooted. So your success rate goes from 50-50 to like 99%. It really goes off the charts. If you care at all, they're gonna live. So now's the time to, to put those in. Uh, some of the shrubs are starting to come in. So uh, we just had a very large load of conifers, conifer pines, spruce, evergreen kind of stuff. So now's a very good time. If you were thinking about evergreen trees, it's best to put those in the ground before that new candle growth elongates. So once that new growth, so so a spruce, a Colorado spruce, a, a, an Austrian pine, a, a, any kind of pine, that once that new limb starts to grow, it's very tender. It, it takes a while before it starts to get its waxy coating on it and becomes really sturdy and robust. Uh, so it can get kind of wimpy. When it when that gets dried out, you can see those limbs kind of bend down, and they you water them, they they perk back up. But if you can put them in the ground before they elongate, you have less of that. So and, and then right after they're or as they are elongating, they're adding new roots. So if you can put them in the ground, so that new growth is coming in your yard, and the new roots underneath it are right afterwards, that's like the magic. So so you're there's no transplant shock. If you're putting in a big old uh, Deodor cedar, that's the fastest growing of all of the evergreen trees. It's a huge tree, so it gets, I don't know, 60, 80, 
It goes to the moon. It's crazy. It gets 25 feet wide. It's huge, but it grows fast and it's majestic and it's beautiful. You need some, you need some yard for it. So, so the home's on real small lots. Don't go with deed or cedar. Go with something smaller. So I've got some new um, uh, pinion pines. That's a real good choice. It's, it's a fraction of the size. It doesn't take over the whole yard. Uh, but if you're doing those, now is a time to put those in so that when they start to elongate here in a month, it's sometime in March, they start to grow, then they're, they're waking up. So they kind of wake up going, now what just, I went to sleep and I was in my bucket at the garden center here. And then I wake up and I'm, and I'm in, in the ground. What is this? Go, well, it seems okay. I'll just grow here. And they start taking off. So the, after I get done spraying everything, with horticultural oil, prune up, spray it up, then I'll fertilize everything. Probably by March 1, I want to fertilize my entire yard with an organic plant food. It's called uh, 744 All-Purpose Plant Food. I'll, I'll, I'll fertilize everything with that. My berries, grapes, I've, I've created a, a, a special food just for them. It's got a lot more calcium in it. It's completely organic. Both are organic, but um, I fertilizers are kind of like a cookie recipe. You, you, you tweak the ingredients so, so the plants respond a little differently. And so uh, your edible crops really enjoy a lot of calcium. So the fruit and vegetable food that, that we make has got 6% nitrogen, phosphorus, potash, and 7% calcium. Just because I know that's what makes fruit taste better, gets larger, gets a deeper color to it. So that's our vegetable and fruit trees. So I, I'll do those with that kind of food and everything else with all-purpose plant food. So we got a lot in store for you. you got a lot of good nuggets for this week's show, but we got to take a break. But Lisa Waters Lane came into the studio with your garden questions right after this. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens. Visit Ken where he can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Waters Garden Companion Plants of February are Peony, Calgary Carpet Juniper, Lily of the Valley, and Pinion Pines. Pinion Pine have thick evergreen needles providing year-round beauty and summer shade. It's a local native that blend equally well in a modern or Mediterranean-style landscape. Go ahead, enjoy the buttery-rich pine nuts from your own backyard. You'll have plenty of nuts, and pine are deer and javelina proof. Shop the most trees in Prescott by store or online at watersgardencenter.com. Let's talk poop. Hey, I'm Tommy at Waters Garden Center. Ken and Lisa are out right now, so I snuck in to remind you that it's time to add some manure to your garden. It's been a wet winter, and your soil is, well, pooped. Waters Barnyard Manure adds nutrients to get your garden growing. It's organic and orderless, so we really can say our poop don't stink. Buy six bags or more. They're only $5.99. Now that's a load of crap. Tommy, what's going on? Oh, poop, gotta go. Natural, safe, odorless, and organic at Waters Garden Center. You've been listening to Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener. Green thumbs learned while working in the Family Garden Center. Now welcome back to the Mountain Gardener. And we are back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. She comes each week with your garden questions. Just what are people talking about? So you have been like one industrious little little bumblebee, my little dear. Little bumblebee? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> it came out of my head, yeah. So uh, you've hired lots of people. You've been interviewing like crazy. You've got roses in. You've got teams of people cleaning, sweeping. 
setting spring tables is up. Coming. It's coming. Spring it's not here, coming. but it's we're getting ready, huh? We're getting ready. I can yeah. feel it. There's like the excitement out there. People are definitely ready to be outside this year. I was telling folks that uh, the classes are 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 yeah. large, so yeah, um, it's it's there's some energy there, and I think part of it is we've just been pent up way too long. Definitely, you can only bake <laughs> cookies so long, and finally you just put on ten pounds. You need to get outside to do something. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I baked enough cookies the last oh. uh, lifetime. So, what kind of garden questions do you think sure. we have that uh, would be interesting? Bet. So, Catherine's out in Chino. Right. She wants to know, is it too early to be planting fruit trees yet? And then it's a two-part question. So Here pay we attention. Go. Catherine, yes. oh, only one. One, <laughs> one and done. Second part. Well, actually, maybe it's a three-part. Um, are all peaches self-pollinating? So peach trees. Okay. And then second one, which is third, which is the best cherries for this area? Okay. So, so that's one. Uh, Catherine. You should take the 10-mile drive and visit us here at the garden center. It's worthwhile. It is. Uh, but uh, real quickly, we can go over in the 90 mm -hmm. seconds or whatever over the airwaves. Uh, yes, you can plant fruit trees right now. It is a very good time. So grab them while you can. Mm -hmm. We even just got some apricots in. We did. We could not find apricots to save us last year. There were none. So we plugged more and we got them in. They're fully rooted and they look really good they do so, they look nice they're gonna fruit mm -hmm. and they're a fruiting age so they'll 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 produce well for you going back to can you plant yes uh peaches uh pitted fruits generally are self-pollinated or self-fruitful once it only takes one it's got the male and female flower in the same same tree so peaches all the peaches are self-pollinating um all of the apricots self-pollinating. Many, many of the of the plums are cherries, 50-50. So it just depends. They all do better if you can get different varieties. Mm -hmm. Put put a a Glen Haven and a Red Baron or an Alberta and a Ranger. If you can put two varieties out there, you'll do better. The fruits <laughs> will be bigger, but it will produce by itself. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the other one was, oh, cherries. That's cherries. Cherries are going to be, generally takes two cherries to have good cherry crops. Now, there are some varieties like your Lapins. I think the sour cherries, all the Stella. pie cherries. Stella's a sweet Stella. cherry that will, yeah. will produce up by mm -hmm. itself. So there's some, but they'll do better if you got got multiple. So Bing, Black Tartarian, that takes two. So mm -hmm. generally in Chino Valley, you got a little bit bigger properties out mm -hmm. there and unlimited water, a lot of you. So get two. Yeah. Uh, but if but if you want, you can have one. Uh, we've also got a number of, they call them cocktail trees. Mm -hmm. We've grafted uh, several varieties of peaches or an apricot peach and several varieties of apples on the same trunk. So one tree can have three, four, five different varieties of fruit on the same tree. Mm -hmm. Now, now they're, they're designed to be, to fruit, help each other fruit better. Mm -hmm. So now you just have one that, and they all pollinate each other. So there's ways around it. Mm -hmm. and we're trying to bring in more of those um, cocktail trees because there's so many small yards here. The smaller mm -hmm. lots, you just don't have room for three trees. You have room for one, but I want apples. We got you covered <laughs> here at Waters Garden Center. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We're actually getting some really cool trees. I'll probably talk about it next week. Okay. But we are getting some pretty cool fruit trees in. Yep. But our next question is from Lena. 
wants to know she's new to the area. Wants to know when is the best time to be putting in those cool season veggies, your lettuce, kale, oh, yeah. Swiss chard. Yeah. When do you plant those? We had, I had someone obviously from the valley or Palm Springs or someplace. They were looking for tomatoes. Going, it's just not time. <laughs> so, uh, but cool season. Yeah. Uh, we probably have those coming in. So the, the roses arrived. So probably the cool season will be in a couple of weeks. So usually just after Valentine's, we'll start bringing in all the leafy crops. So like Luna's asking that the, the uh, cabbage, kale, Brussels sprouts, all the things you're harvesting, the foliage or the stems, broccoli, cauliflower, spinach, lettuce, they'll all be in then. And you can put those in now. So get your soils ready right now and let it percolate. Let Pray for another storm. Get it all, get it all set. Mm -hmm. And then you need some moisture to kind of settle things down. And then by the end of this month, the latest, latest. you can start putting those things in the ground. I would say potatoes, uh, onions, garlic. Mm -hmm. Uh, asparagus, all that stuff, strawberries, it can probably all start going in uh, by the end of this month. But for sure, March, you are full full plant mode uh, by then. So it's time. Okay. Lena, come talk to us. Come visit. <laughs> We're lonely here. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, we are. All right. Gary says, I didn't think camellias would grow here, yeah. but a neighbor told me you carry them. Do you have them and will they grow here? Yeah, so good. Gary, I'm glad you're neighborly and you've got garden neighbors. So they're kind of <laughs> getting you going. Uh, yes, there's there's like two or three varieties. So most camellias, no, will not grow here. They're more of a tropical plant. But there are a couple hybrids that they figured out how to get more antifreeze in them. It's all about the cold winters. That's what takes them out. We call, we've got one called Ice Princess Series. Ice Angel. Ice Angel. Basically, with the word <laughs> ice or snow in, it, in their name, I didn't know they're hardy. The flower will be maybe four or five inches across, mm -hmm. not, not the ones that are as big as your hand. Right. But they, they compensate for just more blossoms. They'll have twice as many as a, as a standard tree type right. of camellias, let's say, from California you're used to. That's mm -hmm. probably Gary's from the West Coast. We'll, we'll call them out, but they, they grow a lot of beautiful camellias in the Northwest, that area. Yeah. They can grow here too. They'll generally be shrubs, mm -hmm. not a tree. Uh, and generally they'll be maybe chest high or so. Uh, they generally like a little more shade mm -hmm. than sun, although they'll take some sun. They just don't want that midday in June. Right. That's really hard on them. None so, of us do. Yeah, <laughs> especially camellias. But yes, you can grow those. Uh, I, I only have those in the winter because it's a winter bloomer. Mm -hmm. As soon as I've met, maybe we've got 40 or 50 of them right now. When those are out, we're gone for the season until the next winter. And they are very heavily budded right now, like a, uh, like a rhododendron. You know, they've got that big, a heavy bud on them. So it's time to plant those, get them in the ground, put them in pots. They're great at the front door mm -hmm. in a big, big container. They're yeah. glorious. They're evergreen. They smell good. They got yeah, a lot right. going on for them underneath a covered patio or something. That's a place right. to put them. Yeah, definitely. Well, by golly, you're short-winded today. Usually well, I have three questions and then we never finish them all. So what's the most exciting? You've had so many plants that came in this week. What's the most exciting thing you've seen that you kind of went, oh, I mean, I want one of those at our house, which we're packed. But house there's plants? always room for one more. Well, whatever. So, okay. Well, we got two loads of houseplants in this week. So if there's a house, 
that houseplant that we don't have, I would yeah, be I yeah. amazed. It's it's a jungle in there. It is amazing. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going, I want that one and that one. And I'm like, oh, I'm already got a lot. But I have a few picked out. I got a Rex begonia. Oh, nice. Has a is it pink, in bloom? No, oh, no. But it's okay. got some buds, so yeah. it's going to bloom. But the leaves are gorgeous. Yeah. They're yeah, kind of a these. red, gray. Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. I know right where I'm going to put it. It's going to drive you nuts. No, I like it. I like it. <laughs> so in our house, as long as you're pretty, you're welcome. The second you get any kind of ugliness to you, it's in the dumpster. So, or you put on the front door to freeze to death. True. But I've had very good success lately. Yeah. I haven't killed a houseplant a long time. We are out of time, Lisa. Thank you very much for being here. Great, great uh, questions this week. So Ken and Lisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners, be right back after this. You're listening to Ken Lane, a.k.a. The Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. Not everyone can grow wildflowers, but we'll make sure you're not one of them. At Waters, we know which wildflowers sprout, thrive, and bloom with success. We're wild about wildflowers with many of our own Arizona blends. Like our Arizona native mix, butterfly and hummingbird mixes, and all are big, bold, and beautiful. At Waters, we know wildflowers and winter's a season to spread new seed. Waters Garden Center, where people who love their flowers wild, they love to shop for seed. We believe in picking apples and pears fresh from the tree at Waters Garden Center. Waters Garden Companions of February are Peony, Calgary Carpet Juniper, Pinion Pines, and Lily of the Valley. Lily of the Valley is a gorgeous shrub that loves growing in the summer shade. This bold evergreen delights with dramatic, fiery growth in spring. Fragrant wedding cake layers of white flowers hover on graceful arching stems. Each dainty flower is utterly detestable to deer and javelina. Shop the most perennial shrubs in Prescott by store or online at watersgardencenter.com. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Join the conversation every week as he answers timely garden questions. Email Ken a question directly from your phone to his desktop through the web at watersgardencenter.com. That's Waters with two T's, GardenCenter.com. Now welcome back your host, Ken Lane. There are some definite plants you can start putting in the ground now. And, 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 and I'm thinking of some of those evergreens that are starting to wake up. So we've got uh, honeysuckle. So Hall's honeysuckle. It's probably the most famous, the number one sold vining or ground covery kind of plant. It's starting to form leaves already. So all it takes is a little bit. We Some people call it an evergreen vine, but really it's more of a semi-deciduous. That is, it's got some foliage, but it also loses a lot of foliage. So there's a window in January where it kind of, it looks a little rough. Well, then it quickly rebounds and puts on a whole other set of leaves, and then it blooms right after that. And that So honeysuckle has that that uh, kind of vase-shaped long, maybe an inch and a half long flower. They can come in kind of a, a yellow to white. That's Hall's honeysuckle. That's the one you grew up as a kid. You pull out the stamens and then suck on the nectar. The, the hummingbirds just love it. But it also comes in red and apricot and lemonade colors. There's all kinds of colors that honeysuckle comes into. The reason that it's so popular up here is it's, it's kind of bulletproof. 
Uh, the animals don't eat it. Javelina are going to leave it alone. It's drought hardy. I mean, if you're just not sure and you, if you're a gardener or not, start with honeysuckle. It's just that easy to grow. But I wouldn't really call it truly evergreen, although it's darn close. Uh, Achebea and, and English ivy are the only two that truly are evergreen solid. It's going to keep its foliage, but they don't bloom as well. So honeysuckle just has that sweet fragrance. So that's why more folks lean towards that. Um, the uh, uh, manzanita is starting to bloom. We've got quite a, we've got two or three varieties of manzanita. And they're always the first ones, first shrubs, evergreen shrubs. This is the native manzanita I'm talking about. The ones out there in the wild. Well, you can plant those in your own yard as well. And they've got this beautiful bell-shaped flower, just a, a cutest little flower. And they're one of the, the core pollinators for, let's say, honeybees. They're very hungry. When they start to wake up, that hive starts to thaw out, they'll send out scouts and they'll be looking for anything that's in bloom. And the two main bloomers that they're, they're going after at first are gonna be manzanita and rosemary. Those two, so rosemary has a, has a blue flower and it's, mine hasn't started to bloom quite yet, but it's, it very shortly will. And then manzanita, those two show up. And if you gotta look, manzanita's got that uh, red bark up and down the stem, that real bright, glossy green foliage. But the flowers, people don't recognize that it flowers so well here. It's so pretty. And so, but you can plant those right now. Uh, the, the secret with that is make sure that you give a, a dig a hole where it drains really, really well and manzanita will thrive in your yard. Looks good in containers, let's say on a courtyard or something. Just a good little plant. Another one that I think is one of the prettiest, I grow this one in containers, just thinking about that, that idea of containers. I grow quite a few nandina in containers. You, you folks from California call it heavenly bamboo. The rest of the country calls it nandina, but it's the same plant. So common name, botanical name. Uh, they come in different heights. So this is a, it has a bamboo kind of, of leaf to it. And the stems come up sort of like a bamboo. It's not truly bamboo, but it sort of has that resemblance, thus the name heavenly bamboo. But the reason I like it, it holds its foliage. And in the sun, it turns into this bright red, just soft shrub. In the more shaded areas, it stays green. So it, it depending on how much sun it gets, it fluxes back and forth. So it's a really good tree. And the other good thing, animals don't bother that. It's the most beautiful plant. You, you want to dip it in a little ranch dressing and tr try some yourself. But the animals, I think it's got some sap to it where it just tastes bad for animals. So javelina, deer, rabbits, they do not bother Nandina. And you can plant those now. You're fine. In, in, a, in a container or in the ground, it doesn't matter. I'll just get more of them in here. So we'll just bulk up with a lot of these because it's such a good plant for here. We're trying to bring in a more a lavenders and rosemaries, the herbs. I kinda, I'm already having people ask me for, show me where the tomatoes are. I'm going, oh, now you know. Tomatoes don't grow outdoors right now. So that, those are the tropical gardeners. They're, they're the Phoenix folks. They're used to starting those now. Here it's far too cold. You just don't want to start them that early. You'll be able to start here with cabbage, the cool season things, but not your fruiting plants 
Uh, I'll probably have the first crop, I think March 1, I'll have the first, and I'll try to get some bigger tomatoes, one gallon size, because I know some of you, you want to grow them in a container, you want to put them in your garage, and every day you want to pull them back out, have them sun, bring them back in for the night, and so that, that's cheating. So you're kind of starting getting at least one or two going early, and I'll, I'll have some of those for you. But the bulk of the tomatoes, the, the bulk of the cucumbers and peppers and the, the summer plants, that's mid-April, mid really. I mean, April 8th, I think, is the first big wave of plants showing up. So make sure if you get the garden bug, you're planting the right things, not the wrong things, and working with the environment, not against it. Be right back after this. The Mountain Gardener, your source for timely garden advice right for higher elevations. Guaranteed to make a difference in your yard this season. We believe in family, church, community, and friendships here at Waters Garden Center. Waters Garden Companion plants in February are peony, lily of the valley, pinion pines, and Calgary carpet juniper. Calgary carpet juniper shows rich green mounds of juniper beauty that grows ankle high for the perfect ground cover. An ideal choice for low water, low care erosion control on natural banks or to soften that rock lawn. The perfect green nestled between boulders or to soften the top edge of a retaining wall. Shop for these juniper beauties in Prescott by store or online at watersgardencenter.com. My living room feels so empty. Now that the Christmas tree is gone, the house just seems so blah. Brighten it up with a big, bold, beautiful plant from Waters Garden Center. Fill that cavernous space with tall tropicals, colossal cactus, and sizable succulents that bring the great outdoors indoors. Make a gorgeous green space you can enjoy all year, not just for a season. Unique, exclusive, one-of-a-kind houseplants found only at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You're listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Mountain gardening is very rewarding with a few Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts sure to turn your thumbs even greener. Now welcome back to The Mountain Gardener. And we are back with Ken and Lisa Lane, The Mountain Gardeners. Uh, here every week we talk about, well, whatever Lisa wants to talk about in this segment. And so... You are just the most chit-chatty person that I know. I am? Yeah, not even remotely <laughs> chit-chatty. She can go through life and she, you know, most, I need 25,000 words a day to, so I feel good about myself. And others, mm -hmm. you only need it per week. I'm a woman of few words. You sure are. But I'm glad you're here sharing with us. So <laughs> I'll try not to use my 25,000 words. I'll just, you should give a word out to folks. Yeah. We are expecting a grandson in about yeah. uh, 10 days. Weeks. His yeah. official date is February 15th. Okay. But we'll see. We'll see. Kate, yeah. our oldest, for those of you that, that know our family, Caitlin's mm -hmm. our oldest. Uh, she uh, lives in Austin, Texas right now, but she's going to deliver here in a couple of weeks. We're very excited. I'm excited because I want to go see a new grandbaby. I do too. <laughs> That's me too. Fun for me. So, yeah. She's doing very well. I'm excited for her. But yeah, speaking of February 15th, day after Valentine's. So Valentine's Day is a coming, folks. Do you have your special person, their Valentine gift yet? So a gardener, I get it. <laughs> Actually, I do. I'm all set. I've been Are set you? for a month. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, I'm all set. Okay. Well, I'm not, but You'll I will You'll be get so there. surprised. <laughs> Can't wait. So Valentine's is a coming. And so most people think, oh, well, chocolates 
right? roses, flowers. Yeah. But if you have a gardener in your life, I have a few suggestions for you. Uh, a couple of house plants, things that we got in. Now, those of you not watching the vlog won't be able to see this. Describe but... it in so many words. <laughs> so the first plant I have is an anthurium, which is actually the state flower for Hawaii. I did not know that. It is. So if you want a nice, really pretty red bloomed flower, the anthurium is terrific. The bloom is actually very heart shaped. Yeah. Uh, and they last forever. They bloom like so months. So you can get cut flowers that will, by the end of the week, they're gone. But you get them a blooming plant, and you got color for a long, long time. So anthurium is probably one of my favorite. I love yeah. the big green leaves that contrast with that bright red foliage, a bright red flower. It's beautiful. So it's got a, a heart-shaped flower, just a little bit shy. It's it's the size of a child's hand, so it's not quite as big as yours, but close. Mm -hmm. The leaves are nice waxy leaf, and the stamen on it's a bright yellow compared to the bright, like blood red. It's not even blood red. It's it's brighter red than that yeah. flower. It's like heart red. It screams hearts and valentines. <laughs> it and does. Just a pretty little plant that blooms yeah. forever. And this is a floral grade. It is right. happy as can be. Definitely an indoor plant. Oh, yeah. You want to keep oh, yeah. them indoors. You'll be happy there. Uh, bright room. Um, likes the moistures. A little humidity is terrific for it. Why not have a little Hawaii in your home? This is the <laughs> state, state flower for Hawaii, right? Yes. Is that what you said? Well, there we go. Yes, there you go. So that is one option for you. The other one I have is a bromeliad. So the thing I like about bromeliad, you talk about long blooming. So bromelias have that big, beautiful flower that comes out of the center. It can be red, it can be pink, it can be yellow, a lot of different colors. But they will bloom almost up to a year. Yeah. That bloom will last. Yeah. So I think they're better than orchids because orchids mean beautiful, not knocking orchids. But when they're, they don't bloom as long as a bromeliad does. Yeah. They, they bloom a month or two. These yeah. bloom for a year or two. Right. Totally different scale. Oh, definitely. It almost looks like a pineapple or something. It does. Like a, it has. Like a flower. That, that bright flower. red mm -hmm. flower coming up, just kind of erupting out of this, almost like a yucca kind of leaf to it. Mm -hmm. Bright green and that bright, just the, that is a blood red right. kind of color to the flower. Yeah. And it, you can sit that in an office. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and you'll look like a gardener, but you don't do anything for <laughs> it. That's great. So it's just beautiful. How Definitely. many colors of these do we have? Uh, so just we've red? got, I brought in more of the Valentine colors. So we have a dark pink one and we got two different colors of red Good. in. So, but just really attractive foliage, nice color, lasts forever. So it's a very good option for your Valentine. And the price is right. So you can afford to buy one of every color <laughs> for the Garden Valentine and there you go. your your love, your right. love, your life. So those are two options. If you want, we also have African violets, which I didn't bring over, but I got some beautiful African violets right now all too. All different colors, all in bloom, really gorgeous. But another option, of course, Valentine's roses. Everybody thinks of roses. So instead of getting a rose that's only going to last a week, get a rose that can be planted in a pot or a rose that can be planted in the ground. Last you years and years and years. Yeah. So I brought in, so we got in our, we call them dormant roses. I'll let you hold that. It's pretty it's heavy. This <laughs> is fully rooted. So, so yes. So it is dormant. So it doesn't have the leaves or anything on it yet. 
But you see that big pot? It's a fiber pot. I don't know if you can see it. No. It's a big fiber pot. I don't want to get pot. all this dirt on my keyboard. I, I mean, it's fine. I'm nervous. But what I want to say is that pot has is full of roots. So it's not root bound, but it's it's got a nice root structure to it. So when you put it in the ground, it's not going to curl up and die. Yeah. And go, oh my gosh, it's cold, it's wet. It's going to have a nice heavy root structure to it. So it's going to leaf out in the spring. You're going to get beautiful blooms on it this year. Um, if you look at the canes, and I think that's the one thing you've got to realize, there are grades in oh, dormant yeah. roses. Yeah. Definitely different grades. The canes on this one are as big as my index finger. I mean, they are big and hefty. And they're going to really produce some nice, nice uh so they've Stems got roses, green. they've got A grade, B grade, C grade, and they even have a below grade that. Mm -hmm. We only carry A grade, so it's just bigger, uh, more balanced, three to five balanced canes. They mm -hmm. actually go through a conveyor belt and they actually grade them out. Um, and then the size of the canes, so they got wimpy canes and substantial canes. And what you want for your, for five extra bucks, you can have a really good grade right. of rose, or you can pinch a couple pennies and you'll struggle for three years before it finally catches up and blooms right. like a grade A rose would, would grow. So uh, quality does matter. And you don't necessarily see it unless you put them <clears throat> side by side. Right. Or you, you're a gardener and you've, you've, you've put a few of these in the ground. You just know, dang it, that didn't work out the way I wanted. Or, oh, my gosh, I am a gardener. <laughs> that's quality or, or right. skipping on things. Yeah. So I was at one of the box stores. Don't say which one, but it's I blue won't. or orange. But or... they had a whole display of bare root roses. Yeah. Well, I they know. were already leafed out. I'd come. Oh so gosh. what happens when you take this poor tender little bare root rose and you put it outside in the cold right yep. now? Yep. It's not going to be happy people. Yeah. So you, you, yes, you spend a little bit more, but you are getting a quality, quality rose that you can put out there and enjoy this summer. So we got uh, we got all different colors in, but ones a couple of one I want to mention that are usually a little harder to find that people always look for. So the Joseph's coat climbing nice. rose. So we got quite a few of those, and that one it's just hard to find, but it's yeah. very popular. It's got the orange and yellows and pinks. It's a it's a multicolored rose, just spectacular. Uh, we also got quite a few of the Double Delight, which is another really popular rose. It's a white with a pink edge to it, but the fragrance on that yeah, one will knock amazing. your socks off. It yeah. is absolutely beautiful. Uh, we got Sugar Moon, which is probably my favorite rose, which I don't know why I don't have one planted at the house yet. I don't know. You know what? I've got a one that's kind of overgrown. I'm kind of getting tired of it. I Not wouldn't mind a Sugar front. Moon okay. in, the, in the back, okay. in a pot. All right. Just checking. <laughs> you bring it home, I'll find a way to. So Sugar Moon has a big white uh, flower on it. And it's another one that just smells amazing. You get anywhere near it, and you're like, what is that smell? Even, even better than a gardenia or, mm. or jasmine or something. Yeah. It's got quite the smell. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So what other ones do we have? Oh, we're out I, of time? I think you're out of time. They just got to come in and take a look. If you're you thinking should. of roses, now's the time. Have a nice selection. Uh, this is what we'll have until the end of April. And then uh, we'll get one more little load and then we'll have another thousand roses show up in April that will all be in bloom. So uh, but now's the exotic colors, the different ones you just can't get then. You get them now. Ken and Lisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners. We'll be right back after this. Look for more tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts through Ken's website, 
podcast the show, read his weekly garden column, or follow him on Facebook and Instagram at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Waters Garden companion plants of February are peony, Calgary carpet juniper, lily of the valley, and pinion pines. Pinion pine have thick evergreen needles providing year-round beauty and summer shade. It's a local native that blend equally well in a modern or Mediterranean-style landscape. Go ahead, enjoy the buttery-rich pine nuts from your own backyard. You'll have plenty of nuts, and pine, our deer, and javelina, proof. Shop the most trees in Prescott by store or online at watersgardencenter.com. Hi, Lisa with the plants of the week and our Austrian pine. We have instantaneous trees just in and ready for planting. This pine has the same long needles as our ponderosa pine without all the problems, and these trees are really big and bold. This is the fastest growing of the pines, and lots of sizes to choose from. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. For people who love big, bold pines, they love to shop. We believe searching Waters plants are better than a Google search at Waters Garden Center. Welcome to the Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane. Gardening in the mountains is different. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now for better advice that works locally, welcome your host, Ken Lane. So if you were considering starting things by seed, that is mainly your your cool season crops, that's lettuce, things that are, you're harvesting the the foliage or the flower, so like broccoli or cauliflower, uh, Brussels sprouts, lettuce, spinach, uh, kale, cabbage, these are all cool season vegetables. They like the cold nights, bright days. That's what they live for. They want some frost. They want nice, nice, temperate days, that's when they thrive. So this is your time. March is generally when you start putting those in. If you're starting by seed, some of those those crops, you'll want to get those started ASAP. It's time. So uh, so get your, your uh, seedling mix and get your seed and start them inside. Get the plants where they're starting to come up. You can transplant those outdoors when you're finally ready. So you kind of back up about four weeks before you want to put those out in the ground. Uh, your vegetables that are more summer loving, these are plants like tomatoes. They form a fruit. Not You're not harvesting the foliage, but you're harvesting a fruit that they put on. Melons and pumpkins and cucumbers and eggplants. These are all summer loving plants. Those things, you kind of take your last frost date, first week in May or so, you back it up about six, seven, eight weeks. So you'd probably start those seed here in about a month, middle of March, something like that. Another first to the middle of March is when you start those and you'll put those, transplant those out into the gardens uh, the end of April, part of, first part of May. So our, our average fr- last frost date here, those summer plants, they have no interest in cold at all. They don't want to even get close to a frosty night. So you need to protect them. So you want to wait until that last frost date is done in spring. That's typically the locals here use Mother's Day as the last frost date. Quite honestly, it's it's the end of April to May 8th is the 100-year average here in Prescott. It's a little, maybe, I think it's May 10th for Prescott Valley. But basically, it's in there. Congress, Dewey, Humboldt, Skull Valley, Kirkland, Camp Verde, Cottonwood, you all are going to be the end of April. 
So, but basically we're all right there at that, the, the end of April, first part of May, that's when we're gonna put in our summer gardens. That's when the summer vegetables and summer flowers go in as well. So that'd be the zinnias, geraniums, petunias, uh, the dahlias, they all go in after that. Before that, cool season things, love it. So pansies and viola and uh, Dusty Miller, uh, calendula, they love the cold. They prefer when it's cold out. They like to be put in the ground like in March, into February. So that's they like it to be frosty at night, warm during the day. And so you're coming into it, basically going back to, if you're going to start seed and start some plants, start them inside, then transplant them outside, now's the time. Get your seed now, then you can start them. Also, another insider tip too, that's while I'm on that kind of, that thought, um, a mistake I find a lot of folks make when they're starting their seed is they don't have the right soil mix. You don't just get garden soil and throw them in there. You're, they make a, uh, a real lightweight type of, of seedling potting soil. So it's real airy, so lots of peat moss, real, lots of uh, perlite. It's gotta be lighter because that new root hair is coming down. It doesn't take much for that thing to stop growing. So you want real light, yet it stays moist. So they make a special soil just for cuttings and seedling seeds. It's called seedling mix. Um, it, it, it's just kind of, it'll help, it'll up your game, guaranteed. So get a nice aerated type of, of tray. We've got different trays or, or your, your peat pots or something. Fill it with that soil, start it. The other one that, that I find folks make is lighting. Their room is not lit enough. So a, a, the, the sun is still very low right now. And so the days are shorter. They're getting longer. You can feel that there's a, there's a few more minutes in the morning when, it's, when the sunrise comes up, but it's still not quite enough. So you might have to really focus in on the south side of your windows or supplement some of that, that light. Give it some, a full spectrum light bulb. That'll greatly increase the, how full the plant gets. They'll tend to grow real quick and get leggy, then fall over. Uh, that's, those are all indications of, I just don't have enough light. They're stretching for more light. Whereas outside, they get all day long, sunlight and then usually when you're starting seed let's say radishes and carrots outside you put those in the ground and they just take up they've got morning to dawn light all day long and and it's you're planting those typically a little later in the season so the days are just naturally longer and they get the full days with the sun well you don't quite have that right now so you'll need to supplement some of that possibly so take a look at that so so supplemental getting the right soil and getting enough light for your seedlings can be a game changer. If you happen to make a mistake, don't worry. I know a great garden center that has all starts already coming up. They'll already start being, they're flowering, they're ready to go. So uh, you can come on down and, and buy one from a friend. I'll help you personally get the right plant. But if you're thinking seed, now's the time. If you're thinking plants, I'll have those showing up at the end of this month or so. So I forget when that first crop rotation. I think pansies are coming in a couple weeks. Probably the kale and, and, and cabbages and stuff, they'll be coming in about the same time. So right now it's lots of house plants. <laughs> the place is packed. Lots of pottery. The place is packed. Lots of fruit trees and more coming. The place is packed. Uh, the the uh, um, 
shade trees are coming in. So we're getting maples and aspens. Uh, we're full loads coming in. So that's the place is going to fill up. And so we've got our spring open house, which is kind of our, that's our, that's the pressure point for us. And I, and I like giving the crew that, that kind of deadline. So uh, March 11, 12, 13, that, that second week, weekend in March is our 61st spring open house. So Waters Garden Center will have been open. This will be our 61st spring. And so it's, it's a big deal. And we, it, it forces us to fill the place up and be ready to look spick and span to get all the weeds, get all the pavers set, get the, get the tree racks going, make sure. And then our growers come in. They're here to hobnob and talk to customers. The person that invented or grafted that or cross-pollinated that specific kind of, of tree, they'll be here. You can talk to them. The person that grew that flower, you can talk to them. They're just here hanging around. They're just, they're just friends uh, that we kind of like. We hang out with really neat people and they don't get off the farm very often. So we invite them in and that's sort of how we... Uh, start the spring season. We, we pray it's not, not a blizzard condition. So we always have two weekends. We always go March 11, but also the following weekend, just in case, because we have been snowed out before. Uh, but the plants that we bring in for that, they're okay with that. So you're going to plant a new apple or peach or cherry or whatever. We're bringing in the varieties that are used to growing in our climate. And that's a challenge. That's one thing you want to research yourself. Uh, before you just start buying stuff, do a little homework. Know who you're buying from, know the age of the plant that you're buying, and then know that it grows up here at this elevation. I see a lot of influence from this is the this is the Amazon, the, the internet, the, the the box store stuff, just going, yeah, I don't care. Just ship 50 of those and they'll they'll figure it out later. And I, I'm just I scratch my head in embarrassment. And that should, that never should have been brought here. It's not going to live. It, there's no way you can. And then you blame yourself going, I'm just not a very good gardener. It was not you. You were sold the wrong thing. And so, yeah, even, oh, that's guaranteed. I don't care. If you're working that hard out in the yard to put a new plant in, the last thing you want is to go return it and get another one. That's just ridiculous. Do it once. Do it Right. The other one, it's the quality of stuff. Watch your quality because like trees, you don't want an ugly tree in your yard. It just gets bigger and fuller and uglier the older it gets. A, 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 an ugly tree never gets pretty. A pretty tree, a beautiful tree, the one you kind of go, whoa, that's, that's pretty nice. That only gets more majestic as it grows. You really want to hand pick those trees and make sure they're for here. So a little bit of due diligence goes a long way for you as you're out there as, a, as we get into the start of this planting season. Um, and I, I think if you've been waiting indoors for like three months, you can get out and plant now. You go for it. It's, it's okay. You just get one at a time. Just start it with a few things and, and away you go. Okay, we got more for you. Take a break. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to local garden expert Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott, 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener. Hi, Ken here with the finds of the week and our Deodore Cedars. A standalone tree so beautifully shaped, it's referred to as the Christmas tree. 
fastest growing of the evergreen trees used for quick screens, windbreaks, and privacy. Graceful arches sweep through the landscape in colors of blue to green from the stately tree. And evergreen lovers dream for fast, thick growth. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. For people who love majestic evergreens, they love to shop. We believe you're braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think at Waters Garden Center. As the days get longer and brighter, houseplants can struggle and scorch, but we have the solution. At Waters, we've organized our houseplants from A to Z for the brightest of sunny locations, many even bloom. With experts that know plants and how to make them grow. Shipments of the freshest houseplants in town have just arrived from A to Z and ready for a bright new home. Waters Garden Center, where people who love bright green houseplants, they love to shop, found in Prescott. You've tuned in to The Mountain Gardener with local garden expert Ken Lane. Join him each week as he answers timely garden questions that are sure to make a difference in your gardens. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. So we've had some record, not record, large gatherings of students at the weekly garden classes. So we've had a couple so far. They start in January. And so now we get into the full swing. So February, all through spring, we host a garden class every Saturday at 930 here, here at the garden center. So it's in the back greenhouse. It's been difficult to keep it warm because snow on the greenhouse doesn't allow sun to come in. So greenhouses don't warm up. So it's a little chilly, no matter how much you crank on the, uh, uh, the, the heaters, but it's starting to melt off and it feels warmer already. You can tell the plants. I mean, today is glorious. Oh my gosh, this weekend finally is starting to feel good. And so this, this, um, this weekend, it's soil preparation. How do you get your soils ready? How do you get them going uh, so that you could start planting? And, and you should be actively working your soils now. You should be looking to add manures, looking to add compost to those gardens because it makes a difference on how the plants grow through the rest of the year. Next week, so we've had, we're really trying to gear up for this one. Uh, mountain fruit trees and how to increase the heavy harvest. So if you want to have some some edibles, trees out in the yard, uh, now's the time to start planting those. And we're starting to gear up with those. It just had some stunning. I mean, I've never seen plums this nice show up. I mean, they're, they're instant, huge trees. They're beautiful. And they're going to produce fruit this year. So fruit trees are tricky. They got to be at least five to seven years old before they start to produce. So you really want older, more mature trees unless you want to wait four or five years. So we go into which varieties fruit, which ones are proven, how to get the most out of them, how to fertilize, into details on on fruit trees. That's next week. So the 11th, uh, February 18th. This one will be a biggie. It's always big every year. I, I don't know what to expect. But gardening for newcomers, uh, and the class is over. Over half the students at a class are are new to the area this year. They're just trying to hone in, figure out what to do, and so that should be a, a powerful one. There we go into zones, uh, how how to what our soils are like, how to prep things, how to garden, how to. It's kind of a, a kind of a cursory catch-all for everything uh, gardening for newcomers. But it'll be busy. You'll get a lot out of it. Uh, and then evergreens that bloom early, Saturday the 25th. That's And it keeps going on and on. Take a look at all those, watersgardencenter.com. There's a uh, there's a button in the very front of the website. Classes are right there. 
Uh, so come in, bring your own chair if you're worried about the place to sit because it has been full. I've got 50, just over 50 chairs, but it seems to be trending more than that. So we'll see what happens. It's kind of exciting. People are wanting to garden. We're seeing this edible thing coming around. So you can now grow your own. It's cheaper to grow your own than buy them from the grocery store. You got to be, wow, how much things cost. Um, I'm hearing that that chicken sales are off the charts because people are starting to have their own chickens for eggs, that kind of stuff. So that's the trend right now. You should be done getting, you should be getting your pruning. You should start fertilizing everything. Uh, you can start planting as soon as that ground thaws. We, roses are in. The fruit trees are in. Uh, we're starting to have, we've had three semi-loads of plants. It's still the place looks empty, uh, but still it's coming around. We're starting to fill up the garden center with plants. And, and as soon as you want to get out there and prune, these plants are dormant. They'll get, they'll take some cold. Don't worry about, oh no, snow came. They, they don't mind that. Plants are asleep. They're, they're, they're actively starting to wake up. So you've seen the buds swell on your maple trees, your, your, your fruit trees, your, the buds and the lilacs are huge. So you're seeing things happen. Uh, it's kind of exciting. I can't wait till we get a like a week's worth of 60-degree weather, which it'll be a couple weeks out, but it's coming. So it feels feels like spring is going to be, 2023 is going to be a good year. Hi, Ken here with the Plants of the Week and our McMinn Manzanita. Part of water's expanding native selection, this is the big, bold manzanita you find growing throughout Arizona. A local evergreen growing wild with the classic red bark for a style and drought-hardy landscape. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love lots of native plants, they love to shop. We believe retirement means more time to garden and plants make you happier at Waters Garden Center. If you enjoy this show and would like to hear more, please subscribe to The Mountain Gardener wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And if you'd like even more garden tips, tricks, and helpful advice, please check out my website at watersgardencenter.com for classes, videos, and more. Or my online garden center at top10plants.com. Throughout the week, Lisa and I can be found here at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. If you want a more fruitful garden, increase success in your landscape that just feels better, then tune in every week to The Mountain Gardener. Years of tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts are guaranteed to make your gardens nicer than ever. Listen to this podcast or read Ken's weekly garden column by visiting watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Thanks for tuning in.